Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Hey, welcome to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean, and our guest today is Bronwyn Rose, a gifted musician with advanced capabilities in a complex array of instruments such as violin, piano, drums, percussion, and most notably, guitar. She's also an incredible songwriter and singer, both of melody and harmonic singing, an overall highly talented and gifted musician. Please welcome Bronwyn Rose. name is Bronwyn Rose. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Like what's what's going on there? Uh sure. Yeah, um I just basically think that it sounds a little better than Bronwyn Boyer. Okay. It's a little more memorable maybe, a little catchier. Um Rose is my middle name. Oh, okay. Well, that's perfect. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, so all I did was drop the boyer basically. Right. And, uh, it's yeah. just a I think it's a good stage game. Right. And uh the other thing that I'd like to make sure I'm uh caught up on is how many albums have you actually released now? So there's release, but uh, I I I lost track yeah. after that. Yeah. Um yeah, there's two. Um release and momentum and I'm working on a th- my third one, Acceleration, which will complete the trilogy. It's right. a trilogy of albums that I'm working on. It's called the Evolution Trilogy. Oh, really? Yeah, and then after that, um, I'll probably go in a completely different direction that'll surprise and shock everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't wait for that. Well, for some reason, I, I, I don't know why I don't have momentum, but I'll go get that. So... It's not, you don't have any... It's on Bandcamp. Okay, yeah, because you don't have anything here on on your webpage since... uh, Is that even current, your webpage, or...? It's, you know, it's it's pretty current. I I think Momentum is on there, or at least the... Okay, maybe I'm looking at... The main tracks. Okay, maybe I'm looking at the wrong... There should be a link to my Bandcamp on there, uh, which is... More the up most to current. Date. Yeah. Bandcamp is basically like my website now. Yeah. Well, you're not alone there. A lot of people are using Bandcamp as a very, such a powerful uh, place for musicians. Plus, you can add a little, you can, you know, you can put lyrics and things like that. So, so let's get started. So, the first thing I'd love to talk a little bit about, if you're willing to share that, is um, a little bit about your childhood and how you became. Uh, what brought you toward the music uh, uh, career that you have? So, because you're 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 quite unique in many ways, because you're a multi instrumentalist, and uh, and you play uh, some very uh, good violin and piano as well as your guitar playing and singing. So, can you walk us through a little bit of your evolution there, or your development as a from a kid to? now maybe (laughs) if that's possible sure yeah (laughs) for sure yeah um well it started all started uh 
at age six when I saw an episode of Sesame Street with a violin player on it. And I said to my mom, um, I want to learn that. <laughs> right. And so she took me um, to lessons to get violin lessons from a lady in Utterson named Jackie Alexandrovich, a Welsh woman. She was quite the character. And um, so I worked with her probably for about 10 years. I think I finally quit at age 16 with the classical violin, but it taught me a lot of uh, music theory and I, I sort of dipped into the Royal Conservatory a little bit and learned some things there. And um, at the same time, uh, my mom sort of gave me the odd piano and, and voice lesson here and there, but uh, I wasn't the best student right. <laughs> with my mom, but, um, but I enjoyed the violin lessons and, um, and then around age 14, 15, I started to take up drums. Oh, that's um, right too. You played drums. Because my mom had this great vintage Rogers drum kit in the living room. Um, and I started to play along with police records, trying to copy Stuart Copeland. Right. And uh, yeah, and then um, a couple of my friends from school, who are also musicians, we started a little trio called Slight Return, and I was the drummer. And we did a lot of classic rock covers and some of the current rock covers of our day, like Primus and Stone Temple Pilots, but we did Jimi Hendrix and uh, Eric Clapton, Cream type stuff. Just just whatever, anything and anything that we wanted to do, whatever we, whatever sparked our interest. And we just learned a lot of songs and we had some originals too. And so that was a lot of fun. And um, it just sort of, gave me a whole new dimension to music, which, you know, the violin is a very difficult instrument and it requires a lot of discipline and daily yeah. practice and drills and scales and arpeggios and all that. And um, so playing drums in a rock trio was like, with, you know, two of my best friends was just, it just sort of opened up a whole other avenue for me and music became a lot more fun. Right. And I started to explore the instruments that were available to me in the home because my mom was a musician, is a musician, of course. So um, I was very blessed to have those resources at my disposal. And I um, just, started taking up piano and writing songs. And then I picked up my mom's um, guitar and started inventing songs on that. But it was tricky because she's a left-handed guitar player. So okay. all of her guitars are, were Straight just, up, I just played them upside down. Yeah. Now you played them right-handed? Uh, just so Yeah. <laughs> cool. So the strings were the opposite. Right. Um, so I had the low E on, you know, on the like as my starting string and, yeah. and so it was all upside down for me. And I think that's the reason why my songs on guitar, um, are so maybe, I don't know, different than yeah. it's just atypical, I guess you could say, because I never really learned how to play guitar. I just 
I kind of invented a, my own way on my mom's left-handed guitar as a, as a young teen. Yeah. And, um, and then eventually I got my own right-handed guitar and started playing it the right way, but I still didn't really learn any chords or notes or anything. I, I just, I kept that original style of just sort of, I don't know, just winging it and just, doing whatever sounded good and i just before i knew it i was just writing a lot of songs and um and then i i stopped playing violin although i still played with my mom like fiddle tunes and stuff she would accompany me and we'd play a few gigs around town and that was really fun and and i played on her her songs too so yeah now did you so yeah that's basically the evolution yeah now, when you were d- doing yeah. this exploration with guitar, just to stay with that for a little while, did you, f- did you, hmm. d- you didn't feel um, intimidated or anything by the fact that you were, like, y- you just took it up and explored it as an expressive instrument as opposed to, you know, most people go to a chord chart yeah. and <laughs> figure out C, D, and yeah. G or something and away they go, but... <laughs> So, uh, no, I was just, yeah, no, I wasn't intimidated at all. I, I felt, it felt like the most natural thing in the world for me. Really? And, and, and do you recall, yeah. or are you, are, do you recall, or are you able to kind of articulate what it was that was, uh, you know, driving that? Like, what what was the impetus for the, for your exploration like that because it's so unique that's one of the things that makes your music so r- remarkable is there's that bravery in there do you, do you like at 14 did you right. did you uh do you did what was driving you there like what was pulling you forward um well i think um just the environment I grew up in. I was, you know, as an only child of a single mom living in the middle of nowhere on 85 acres, you know, with forest and hay fields. And I just was always a very um, exploratory kid on my own and with my own solitude. And I was always very sensitive to energies and stuff. So I, I music sort of gave me a way to express a lot of things that I was feeling that I didn't know how to put into words. Right. Um, and I think just where I grew up, it just lended itself so much to creativity and originality. And I think too, like just listening to my mom and watching her play and the way she would just jam for hours. And I, I guess I just, took to it naturally from watching her and just from being steeped in that creative musical environment in that house that, you know, she built with her hippie friends and it was just covered in all kinds of different instruments. And it was, I think it was just, uh, yeah, how I was raised. And, and I think being in solitude too, you know, I didn't have any siblings or any other kids around to really play with. I, I did a, a little bit, but, but mostly I was just sort of on my own and I I loved it that way because sure. it just I I guess it uh it sparked a lot of ingenuity and uh yeah. 
you know, um, the mother of, what is that expression? Necessity is the mother, mother of invention. invention. Yeah, for sure. So I invented a lot of my own ways to amuse myself yeah. and to express myself too. Sure. Now, um, your mother didn't... Uh, all, my, all my deep feelings. <laughs> now, uh, your mom didn't try to uh, <laughs> correct your playing or anything? Like, uh, because she's a very uh, schooled player. Um, so, yeah. especially on guitar. She is. Well, yeah. she's got... Yeah, she's got both sides. I think that she um, encouraged the creativity that, that I had and okay. didn't want to stifle it. Right. But um, she kind of offered me the best of both worlds, which is sort of where she was coming from, too, because she she was definitely very highly trained um, in classical piano. Right. You're listening to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean, and our very, very special guest this morning is Bronwyn Rose. She's released two albums so far, Release in 2015 and Momentum in 2018, and we're looking for the new one soon. We'll be right back. Your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Hey, welcome back to Behind the Tribe Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean. Our very special guest this morning is Bronwyn Rose. Um, but then she also had the, the other side to her where she'd just play in bands and write songs. And yeah. I think a lot of the uh, musical influences helped a lot too because she listened to such a vast array of different music and her taste is so eclectic and that had a huge influence on me as well. And I just wanted to explore everything, every possible style, every artist, every band that most people have never heard of. I just, and her, her record collection was just, I'd spend hours just exploring it and discovering new, new music and new sounds and new ways of, of expressing myself and but there was the discipline side of it too with violin so i had i had both sides of the coin but uh, well and you had the foundation she sort of i think she yeah and i think she figured out pretty quick that uh i wasn't all that teachable (laughs) (laughs) That's, um, that's probably good. She would try to sort of teach me the correct way to play piano, and I was pretty rebellious about right. it, I think. <laughs> right. Now, when when did piano come in on it? So violin, drums, did piano come next, or was it guitar next? Um, It was, uh, they kind of both came along around the same time. Yeah. Um, in my, sort of around the age of 15 was when I really started to just, yeah, just okay. Let's try some piano. Let's try some guitar. Let's try drums. Let's try this. Let's try that. And and I started recording uh, my original songs as well on, on four track recorder and um, discovering you know the joys of of uh, inventing harmony parts right. and, and all that. So um, yeah, piano. That was something that was also very similar to guitar in that. I just, I just like to play and play and play until I had songs. Right. Um, although 
I do actually know the notes on the piano. Right. I think it's just got a, a better visual for me. So I know, I know I'm a little better on piano in terms of being able to like tell other musicians, you know, what I'm playing. Right. And well, from, from my ear, it sounds like you're p- playing piano in your own style, but certainly um, in, in a more traditional sense. You know, like you, you could pick up where you, another musician right. could kind of pick up where you are just from your key, you know, your key, key centers and things. Whereas your guitar playing, it Definitely. seems to be completely free of any, like I tried to play along with a couple of your songs last night <laughs> and uh, I was trying to just play piano against your guitar and I couldn't find, I couldn't quite find where you are in terms of any kind of key or, you know, a typical, uh, you know, passage or cadences or anything like that. Uh, I don't know. I really would love, Is can you talk a little bit about that? Has it, has it changed over the years? Have you gotten, do you have a system that you can describe to somebody about how you tackle it or is it still just? Um, yeah, I can, I can try to explain it. Um, it's it's like I'm in a whole other universe or something when I right. play guitar, but I I think it just comes from my different tunings that I use. Right. Um, I have about a dozen different tunings, give or take, and I'm always discovering new ones. Um, and I also have quite a few songs in standard tuning, which I'm trying to stick to a little more just to you know, make it a little more amenable to collaboration with other musicians. But um, I was very heavily influenced by Joni Mitchell and Ani DeFranco and they both, and Bruce Coburn, of course, as you know, and I, and they use a lot of different uh, tunings. So I, um, I'd cover Joni Mitchell songs and then I'd write my own songs in the tunings that she would use. And then I'd, um, so now were you able to hear yeah, I don't know it's were you able to hear her tunings were you able to kind of uh, suss them uh, oh no I just I would just look them up so oh, like okay, I'd go okay. online and find the tab oh, and then yeah. I would see okay it's in this tuning that's right. cool I haven't tried that one yet and yeah. then I would tune my guitar to that okay and then I would learn the song or I would just make up I would just end up writing my own song right yeah um, yeah because I forgot you're younger I you know when when I first heard Joni Mitchell, it was complete mystery, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right. didn't have a clue what what she was doing. But uh, there's another, uh, uh, you know, one of the great guitarists who's lesser known, uh, Michael Hedges, who had an influence too on uh, David Crosby and right. and Joni Mitchell. Uh, there's kind of uh, a lot of myth around how those people discovered those tunings you know because Crosby he writes almost exclusively in altered or uh you know tunings or change tunings or so and Don Ross too as well but Hedges was Hedges was astounding because uh you know he would have like four A's uh tuned on the guitar and somehow figure out how to make a compelling melody and storyline out of it uh, can you? T- yeah, I know. Well, that's that's basically my approach too. It just if it sounds cool, I just go with it. But, <laughs> but how do you? <laughs> how do you get? 
<laughs> How do you get the relationship? Do, can, do you mind talking about like where would you start? Do you no. like, Do you have us? Uh, you know, it's it's so funny, Doug. I honestly think it just simply comes from not knowing how to play guitar, right? Or the <laughs> fact that really... you're, maybe you're a savant. Maybe it's bigger than that. Maybe. Not, yeah, <laughs> you got something. Going. I I but, think I just I've never had a traditional approach to guitar, and yeah. I. I've just always, it's, maybe it's a bit of an advantage, the, the ignorance of, right, yeah. you know, not knowing any chords or the right way to play. So I just make my own way and it sure. ends up creating something unique. Now, not that, you know, I'm, I'm suggesting that, you know, it's good to not learn the right way to do things, but I think it's important to have, some aspect of creativity that's really free of any kind of um, convention. Yeah, I think you. Otherwise, right. you can get sort of stuck in a yeah. inner rut, or you can get yeah, you know, well, sound the same as everybody else. I, <laughs> I just like to to be different, I guess, because yeah. I feel like that a lot of things have already been done, and they've done a lot better than I could ever do them. So. Right. It's like the mother of invention again, yeah. you know. Now, do you <laughs> do you do you uh, start somewhere? Like, do you just have an open string and you you hear that frequency and uh, you start to kind of uh, kind of get the rest of the strings in line with that, or do you start? Yes, with a, I do that. Okay, or do you? Yep. Sometimes I do it that way, where I'll just invent. A new tuning from that right i just sort of find a chord an open chord and then i go from there or other times um i just pick up my guitar and i just work with whatever tuning it's already in okay and uh sometimes i like i said if i'm learning you know a, a song that's in a different tuning i'll see what else i can come up with Thanks very much for listening to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean, and as I said, our special guest today was Bronwyn Rose. Please go check out her webpage or her music on Bandcamp.